Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs i'm denise harper co-host of the morning show with bill and denise and program director for the bridge there's something special about sitting across the table from a friend whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart and hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you It's interesting sometimes when you meet someone and you instantly feel a connection. I don't think it was any accident. Some people would say it's coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidence. So I'm just going to say, you know, I was in Houston, Texas. I needed a ride back to the airport. I opened up Uber and I looked through several drivers who were near And I actually skipped over a couple because I saw this beautiful name, Jasmine. And I thought, I'm going to ride with Jasmine today. (laughs) So Jasmine shows up to pick me up. And as soon as I opened the door and I saw her beautiful face behind the wheel, I thought, oh, my goodness, there is something very special about this young lady. And Jasmine, in our 20-minute ride to the airport, you just touched my heart in such a really cool way. And so I wanted to get to know you a little better and actually share your story with our listeners. And so welcome to Over the Rims of Mugs podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Denise. I am super duper grateful. Um, Like you said, when we first met, I was honestly like, I wasn't even going to accept the ride because it was actually far further than what I was willing to travel. And only reason why I accepted the ride was because of your name. So I don't get to see, you know, how you look or who you are, um, like you guys can with us. And so it was literally your name. And your name is my great aunt. Her name is Denise. And that is the same lady who literally introduced me to Christ um, and and honestly helped, I wouldn't say save my life, you know what I'm saying, because Mm. Jesus did. But at the same time, like, she has installed a lot of great qualities um, within myself. And that's why I was like, oh, her name's Denise. I have to go get Denise. Wow. Well, I I could tell within about a minute or so from our conversation that uh, that you are a believer. And then as I just kind of asked more questions, I found out you'd not been in Houston very long. And the more you told me of your story, the more intrigued I was uh, that you have learned how to follow Christ. And I thought maybe I would just give you an opportunity to share some of your story. Uh, you are not originally from Texas, right? Yes, ma'am. I am from Chicago, actually. So, um, yes, I grew up in Indianapolis and in Chicago. Um, 
majority of like both half my life, I guess, half my life in Indianapolis, half my life in Chicago. And so um, I moved away from my mom's house. She lived in Indianapolis. I moved from her house when I was 18 years old, and I actually moved in with my great aunt. Her name is Denise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she took me in with open arms. She didn't have to, but um, we didn't have the best relationship, me and my mom. And so, and I, you know, it was some somewhat of abuse, mental abuse, I would say, that kind of like tried to paralyze me. But uh, God said, no, no, no. Hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I moved from her house, moved in with my aunt, and uh, went to college. You know, um, I knew that, you know, my mom said she wasn't going to sign any papers. I wasn't going to go to college. And I'm like, okay, no. Like, I know I have to go to college. I know I'm going to be something. I know God has a plan for my life. And I knew that at the age of 18. I knew that, honestly, at a very, very young age. And mm. so... um Hearing those words, I just was like, no, I can't do this. I have to move away. And so it's interesting how time has, well, no, actually, just not to fast forward. Um, I've noticed that when I have big moves like this, so me moving when I was 18 years old, fast forward 10 years later, I had a big move as well. Uh, from Chicago to Houston, and um, I'm 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 noticing that when I have these big moves, it's God really isolating me to put me in a in a higher position, mm. and so I'm learning to accept. I'm learning to accept the changes. I'm learning to accept being uncomfortable. I'm learning to accept that I'm I might not have all the answers right now, um, and just trusting in God because. I do believe that, you know, no one's perfect and God needs that little, you know, that room for us to say, hey, I I obey, I listen, I trust. Okay, you give the rest. You give the increase. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that if we don't give him that that, that space or that room, then where can, you know, where does he fit? Yeah. And so, um, Getting back to, you know, my story or whatever, uh, I went to school, I uh, went to get my bachelor's, and after that, got went to go get my master's, and literally uh, a semester before I was supposed to graduate, something terribly happened, and literally everything switched. Um, I no longer had my scholarship for school, I, I lost my house, I lost my job, I lost everything. Um, I had my car though, <laughs> and I literally left school where I went to school. I went to Northern Illinois University, and I moved back in with my aunt. And it, it honestly, it was God just redirected me. I really feel like you know we think we have the answers, but sometimes we gotta kind of go gotta go through things to really understand. Um your purpose in life. And so I thought that was my purpose, which was um, getting my MSW. So I moved in with my aunt. Uh, I wanted to say, I was like, okay, auntie, I just need like a year, uh, a year, I think I said. And she was like, um, yeah, that's fine. And I was out within three, three to four months and got my own place, back, got back enrolled into school, um, trying to finish my MSW. And... God said, no, that, that's not it. So as I was attempting, I think I got like a year and a half into school. 
uh, yeah, a year and a half or two years. So I, I was almost done with getting my master's, trying to attempt to get my master's again. And as I was doing so, what happened for me was I was feeling, I was feeling through trauma. I was feeling just through my childhood in general. I noticed as I was going through the motions, that is what pretty much God literally talked to me and was like, this is what you need to do. You need to help others heal. Hmm. And I was like, wow. And even looking at it now, I really didn't understand it at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Nisa, you want me to help people heal? <laughs> and I'm not fully there, I don't think, you know, Yeah. Um, at the time. And so that's just honestly, it's not to get too much in, but... um after that, after knowing that I had to do that, uh, I want to say a few months later, he, yeah, I heard it loud as day. He told me to move. I was just kind of stuck for a little bit. I, I literally called my sister crying like, I have to move. I don't want to go. <laughs> and it's just that obedience, you know. And I, I'm like, I, and you just know when you have to go. Like, I just knew I had to go. I knew I couldn't, like. I, I knew I had to leave yeah. and it was so strong and that's what made me move to Houston. Okay. How did you pick Houston? I don't want to say Houston picked me, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a long ways from Chicago. <laughs> it literally is across the country. Um, I think subconsciously I didn't think of it, but just from what I know, I, I visit Houston in April and when I came I was like, oh, yeah, it's nice here. Like, of course, I'm not thinking I have to move here a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And so I think it was what was the next uh, familiar, like the next best thing to being okay. familiar for me. Yeah. And I liked, like, again, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the weather. I enjoyed the people. It's so nice. The food here is amazing. I'm like, okay, what, what better place? <laughs> <laughs> I will agree. The food in Houston was amazing when I was there. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and the people are nice. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so it was a year ago you started making the decision that you were going to move to Houston. And did you know what you were going to do when you got there? I didn't. As I as I as I sit and reflect, I literally had a month. Like my lease was up. I had a month to literally find a place here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so, I did the work. You know, I, I believe, you know, faith without work is dead. I flew here to Houston to look at places. And I told God, my list, like, okay, God, if you want me to move, I really want this and this and this and this. <laughs> and I believe, like, God upgrading the upgrade because, you know, we are his children. And so what we desire, we will get. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to settle. So the places, all the places I came here and I looked at, I was like, okay, no, this is not it. Like, I don't like it. It didn't have what I wanted. I didn't want to settle. And I was like, okay, Lord, I did all of this. I flew out here. Um, Why am I not finding a place? (laughs) And so after speaking to my realtors, and um, I ended up finding a a locator here. And he ended up sending me a a place that I really, like, I fell in love with. And um, I was like, okay, this is it. I loved it so much. I literally prayed on it, and God did not. This is. I want to tell y'all how God works, and how when you literally stay safe, like when you're when you're consistent with being steadfast in His Word, 
and knowing yeah. what he said and, and believing that what he said is true, I literally did not get accepted for the place that I'm in. It was seven days before exactly. Friday, um, I found out that I got accepted and approved. And I was just like in awe by what he did because mm-hmm. I remained faithful. I, I remained, I had that faith that he will, he will deliver. Yeah. And when he did, I was just like, wow. I, I, it was, I, I honestly, there's no words to describe mm. how I felt at that time. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Like, you know, and I, I, and I, a lot of people, are you still moving to Houston? Like, do you have a place? And I, I'm, I would be like, you know, I don't have a place, but I, I'm still moving. And, and God told me to go there. And I know he didn't tell me to go there for no reason. If I don't have a place, like, you know, I, I just, you know, I challenge God. I ask God, okay, well, God, if you said this, where are you? And I think, you know, it was it was definitely a test of faith for me. Mm-hmm. And I remain steadfast. And I think that is just, that's the word in that, like, just remaining consistent and, and believing in God to do what he said he's going to do. Yeah. There is something to be said about standing on what you believe you heard. Even when you don't see it start opening, if you really know that God is speaking to you, and you just took him at his word. I feel like that is where our faith really grows. It's it's like a muscle. Mm. And we're developing that muscle as we uh, listen for what God is speaking to us. And then we stand on it. Even when we don't see it coming together, we trust him that he's going to bring all those pieces together. Most definitely. That is, that is so. And that's a great way to put it, Denise. It's a muscle. Yeah. So yeah. true. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. So you came to Houston, you found a place to live, uh, obviously an Uber driver. That's how we connected. <laughs> yeah. What else are you doing? So I actually just published a book. It is called Becoming It, Your Divine Self. My goal in publishing the book was to, first and foremost, help people heal and love themselves. I think that that's where, that's the root of everything in life, love mm-hmm. and um, I grew up not feeling love. I didn't, again, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. I wasn't told that I was, lo- you know, I, w- I love you and things like that. And so I grew up not feeling love. I didn't meet my dad till I was 15 years old. And so, you know, like society has taught us, you know, the love kind of comes from your parents. Yeah. And so since there was a lack of, um, I-, I honestly felt not worthy a lot of times. Um, growing up. And so, unfortunately, that kind of played a role in, in my adult life. And I knew I had to heal from it. And I knew that in order to become the best version of yourself, you have to love yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it's imperative yeah. because you love yourself and then you love God and you love others. And it's just a full circle. Yeah. It, 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 it literally, you can't have anything without it. You're right on as far as it's hard to really love God if we don't love ourselves. 
Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. I knew that I had to create something that, that will help people love themselves. You know, a lot of us, we think we love ourselves. Um, but what does that truly look like for us? And I believe that's showing up for self. And so I created a workbook that has over 100 activities throughout the workbook and um, exercises for um, my readers to do. And I believe it, it helps individuals learn themselves, understand what they want out of life, and then grow into your purpose. Because I knew, going through my story, I knew that, and I, I can look at it now because I didn't know it then, but looking back, I didn't really understand my purpose. And that was because I was listening to everyone else and I was listening to society and I was doing what I thought I had to do um, to be successful, quote unquote. And once I started loving myself, I realized what I really truly wanted to do. I, I realized my purpose in life. I realized what and how God wanted to use me. Mm-hmm. And so you have to definitely do the work. That is definitely a message in itself. You have to do the work to want, like, to love yourself. A lot of people think it's like an overnight thing. Um, and it's not, like, it, it never ends, honestly, Denise. Like, loving yourself. And, and, I, and I pretty much break that down in the book. Like, how does that look? What, you know, things like that. And so um, I'm a published author. I also have uh, different businesses here um, in Houston, upgrowing businesses that I am trying to grow right now. And I also do cooking classes. <laughs> so I'm just kind of <laughs> doing everything. <laughs> God has blessed me with so many blessings and, and talents that I just, I don't want to like not use them. <laughs> yes. Well, it's interesting because those are all so unique among themselves it's like not that they're connected at all but all the people that you connect in all those different avenues can utilize different things that you offer and so that's very cool another another god thing i think you know i want to go back to something that you were saying about uh instantaneous Uh, i i think we get frustrated at ourselves for not being able to change immediately like we can make a decision that we're like, we're going to think better of ourselves. And then the very, you know, it could be, it could be 10 minutes later and we're starting to beat ourselves up again, or somebody says something and it triggers a reminder. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it took years for us to add all these layers of stuff that we've accumulated thoughts about ourselves and feelings. It will take time we have to be willing to give ourselves time to mm-hmm. um to really let God remove those layers from us. Do you agree? Definitely. You hit it right on the head. I, I honestly allowing yourself grace, oh my goodness. That's something I had to learn. Um definitely again, feeling not worthy enough. And I believe the message here is understanding that our worth is not in someone else's. It's not in your parents. It's not in your mother. It's not in your dad. It's not in your, your grandma. Like, God has placed that in us. He said he give us a spirit of love, power, and sound mind. And so it's in me. It's our really, it, 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 it's dwelling inside of me. And so I don't look for 
anyone else to fulfill that. And I think that that is, first and foremost, it's unhealthy, of course. I, I, I can see that now. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. It's not healthy because it's not fair. Anything that's, you know, like, it's not fair to to place the responsibility of, of, of someone loving you because no one's, no one's perfect, right? And so right. I realized that my parents, they went through, you know, situations and things that did not allow them to show up as their best self because mm-hmm. they didn't do the work, right? And right. so I wanted to, I, me personally, I wanted to stop that generational curse. Like, I did not want, you know, to have kids bring kids into this world without healing first and foremost from with myself, but without understanding that it's not it's not on my parents, you know. I and I realize that and it's and it's about forgiveness as well. Like that's that's what really helped me um with moving forward and and understanding that I am worthy and God said I was enough and so I am enough. And that yeah. goes goes back to the time. I just connected the two, like saying, Okay, I, I can give myself grace. Because God, you know, God gives me grace. Yes. Do you feel like you would go back and change something of your past, the things that you've been through? Not at all. I believe that what you go through, you grow through. Amen, sister. nothing is happening to you, but for you. I believe that when people start realizing that, They'll just, it's just perspectives, you know, like you'll see things differently, completely different when you start thinking and knowing, uh, knowing that again, nothing is happening to you before you. And it's all to grow you into the person that you were destined to be. Yes. Okay. So how does God speak to you? You mentioned that he spoke to you and you knew it. So for someone who's mm-hmm. listening that might say, I don't think God has ever spoken to me. <laughs> How does God speak to you when you need answers and direction, encouragement? What does that look like, sound like to you? So I would say that it's a process, right? I would say that it's me quieting my spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit. And, well, how do you do that, Jasmine? I would say it, it, it definitely is a process. It didn't, like, click overnight honestly um and when I started hearing God more is when I started to step more into my purpose so I don't know I don't know if it's you know if it would be different for everyone else um but for me personally it happened once I started like clicking more into my purpose in life yeah and I believe that was like you know of course him guiding my footsteps and directing them and so I would say just doing that, like being still with self, but then also, right, because God is not a fool. He knows when we are um, playing around, if we are not as serious. And so when I do quiet my spirit, I allow, I accept him to come in um, into my heart or in, into my spirit to speak to me. Yeah. And that is how I pretty much hear the answers. But I have to yeah. trust it. You have to trust it. You have to Again, God is not a fool, so <laughs> you yeah. have to be authentic with it and say, okay, God, I trust you, like, give me the answer. Because sometimes, you know, we are, we as human, we don't want to surrender sometimes. And I've no, I've noticed that about myself mm. a lot. And that has, that literally has, have, ha- has allowed me to listen to him a lot. Mm-hmm. 
by being like still and surrendering. Yeah. For me, I feel like when I'm getting to know someone, the more I spend time with them and hear that, you know, we, we have conversations together, the more I recognize their voice. And, um, I, I feel like it's the same with our father. When we spend time with the Lord, the more we listen, the more we recognize his voice. It's, it's again, it's kind of honing that skill of just you, you were so dead on with uh, quieting your spirit. We can get so busy doing all the talking uh, that he is just longing to to tell us what we want to hear, what we need to hear, uh, what he has next for us, you know, uh, speaking words of encouragement and peace to our hearts. But sometimes we're just like a babbling brook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And wow, that's a, that's a great way to put it. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's waiting for us. Like he has all the answers and so, it's turning to him and, and believe in it, right? Yeah. I love that uh, even in the midst of your healing process that you began to feel already that God was going to use what you've been through, the pain that you've endured and been healed from, your heart is that you would help others to be able to heal in that way as well. Yes. It's, it's honestly phenomenal. It really is. As I just, reflect on you know how far I've come and I know you know God is not done with me this is literally the beginning of everything and so um yeah it's amazing all right so you said you have a about a hundred exercises in your book in your it's a it's a workbook it's a manual so Mm -hmm. can you share just one give us an example of that can you share something so honestly, I will go with the first page of the book. And uh, the first page is Vow to Yourself. I believe that that is kind of where it started for me. I first and foremost, you know, as we make vows, you know, when we get married or we make promises, mm-hmm. I, I believe I needed to make a, a, a promise to myself. And... um the first page is that, like, you have to, you know, literally write out what it is that you're going to promise to yourself. Hmm. And you're going to keep that. And I believe that it, it was, I, I, I think, honestly, it was very intentional the way I started that. I wanted people to start off with making promises to themselves, being disciplined, um, standing firm on what they believe. And so by the end of the book, you, you know, when you finish, you go back and reread it. And reread it, the book literally becomes your book, your story. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted them to see the, the comparison of where they came from and where they are now. I think reflection is key. And so being able to see that, I, it, honestly, it grows self-esteem. It grows uh, self-awareness within self. And uh, that, 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 that is all connected with love. Like, mm-hmm. and it's you that's doing the work. It's no one else. I can't, you know, I can't make this up. It's like you're yeah. doing the work. <laughs> yeah. And so, honestly, that that is, I, I love that first page in the book, um, mm-hmm. which is making vows to yourself and keeping yeah. those promises. Yeah. Being intentional, yeah. All right. So it's called Becoming It, Your Divine Self. It's written by Jasmine Merritt. Jasmine, it's been a delight 
to chat with you today. You do you have a website? I do. Um, becomingit.org. Okay. Becomingit.org. We'll put that along with your book information in the show notes. And thank you, Jasmine. I wish you so much success. I know that what you put your hand to will prosper as you continue to look to God for him to open those doors and direct your path. I wish you all the best. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. God bless you. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.